podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. This episode. Group B, Belgium. Today we're travelling to Brussels to speak to Peter Tekint about the Belgian national team. Peter covers Belgium for Sport Football Magazine, the leading weekly sports publication in Belgium. Now, we've never had respected weekly sports magazines in the UK. It's not what we do. We tend to rely on the Sunday newspapers for our analysis. But in mainland Europe, there's a strong tradition of publications like France Football, Kicker in Germany, Football International in Holland, Guerin Sportivo in Italy. And if you want the best football analysis tends to come from those weekly magazines. Belgium have Sport Football, which is the Flemish edition, and Sport Foot, which is the French edition. It's published in both languages, which is a, a story in itself that we'll come to. Peter de Kint has reported on the national team for Sport Football for many years, and that's why I wanted to talk to him, because he's seen lots of Belgian teams down the years, and this current generation are special for so many reasons. The players have grown up outside of the Belgian football system at clubs like Ajax and Lille and Chelsea, although Chelsea have sold the likes of Lukaku and De Bruyne on to other clubs, and they're now playing those players for some of Europe's top clubs. And guys like Lukaku and De Bruyne speak multiple languages, you know, they're polyglots. They don't get caught up in the arguments uh, between French speakers and Flemish speakers that have derailed Belgian teams of the past. And they've also got a coach in Roberto Martinez, who's obviously an outsider, a foreigner, so he's not been sidetracked by those disputes uh, that they've had in previous tournaments. And Peter's got some really interesting things to say about the language issue and about why this team is so highly rated. But there are also some weaknesses with this team, so we'll talk about that. I mean, I think, I personally think that 2018 and that World Cup in Russia was their best chance of a major trophy. But this team has still something about it, and there's a lot to talk about. So grab a plate of uh, Mulfried and a glass of Trappist Monk beer, stick in your headphones, and find out all about Belgium with Peter Tekint. Peter, yeah. Belgium have been the best team in the FIFA rankings for more than two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the qualifiers, they were the top scorers, scoring 40 yeah. goals, winning all 10 games and had a, yeah. a pretty good autumn as well in the Nations League, qualifying mm-hmm. for the finals. So there yeah. must be a lot of confidence in Belgium and about the, the national team uh, ahead of this summer's finals. Well, um, to start with, there must be a lot of confidence, but we're not like the Dutch. We're not self-confident. So we always uh, have some doubts and some some hesitations. Uh, but the results are what they are, and the results are very good. I, I, uh, I just had a look at their schedule since the World Cup in, uh, in Russia, and they played 24 games, and they won 20 of them. And they uh, uh, scored... 73 goals wow. and only uh, got 18, uh, 18 goals against them. So it's, uh, it's, it's very impressive, you know, only two losses, uh, one against Switzerland, the Nations League, which cost us the final of the Nations League, and one against England in the Nations League. But now we're into the finals. And that's why people still doubt, um, they have doubts about the, the, the team performances in the big tournaments because they're Number f- number one in the world now for I think it's it's four years now or two years or more or less four years, but we never won anything. We were a big uh, we went with high hopes into the 
the Euros in 2016, and then we got beaten in the quarterfinals by Wales. Uh, high hopes in uh, in the World Cup in uh, in Russia. There, everything had to come together, but then we were beaten in the semi-final by France. So there was a progress. Um, in the end, they went third, and, and we never got a result like third. But we didn't go to the finals. We we, we didn't go the previous finals in the Nations League. So now, again, we're in the semi-finals of the Nations League. But this is a team who's, who's having difficult to make the last step in, in, in convincing the people. I mean, everybody is behind Belgium and the, the hopes are high, but we never won. So. <laughs> but this is, this is a team with three players, probably, in, in Hazard, Eden Hazard, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. And Romelu Lukaku, who are playing at the top of their their, yeah, their game both, at the moment, the peak close. of their careers. Yeah. So, is this the best chance for this generation, this this tournament? Do you think? Well, we thought we thought the best chance was this chance they had in Russia, because then we had four world uh, world class leaders with with Vincent Company, and I think you all you also forget uh, Thibaut Courtois who's maybe one of the uh, world class in, 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 in goalkeeping. So we had four or five then world-class players and they were all fit because it's a very, um, the very big question mark in this tournament is um, the group is aging, but okay, we can cope with that. But is, will everybody be fit? Will, everybody, will, will Aiden Hazard finally get his momentum of Russia two years ago? Will he get it back or three years ago now? Will he get it back? Um, will Kevin De Bruyne um, be able to play a tournament on a high level? We don't have too much doubts about Lukaku because he's, he's, he seems strong and, and like a rock. And, and, and but maybe he also can can have problems. And then in goal, okay, with Coutinho, I think we're, we're reasonably well. And in Russia, I think Boyata coped reasonably well with the pressure as well. So. There's not too much doubts about him performing. There's more doubts about Jan Vertonghen and, and, and the other guys. But um, yeah, I think the, I think Russia was the momentum two years ago, and and they delivered. Eh? They they went to the fi- to to the semi-finals. They only lost to a corner kick uh, of Umtiti. Um, so, I mean, the odds were, were maybe against them, but it could have been easily the other way around. So I think that was the momentum. Now there's more question marks. Yeah, because there's also, I mean, company is obviously retired. Yeah. Uh, Fellaini's retired. Um, yeah, and about this. The new Doubt players as well. Are... There's a possibility that he'll be coming back. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're, yeah. Working. We're working on that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about that in, in a moment. Tell us about Roberto Martinez, because he's taken, he took basically the same group of players that yeah. Vilmot's had at Euro 2016 and achieved a lot more with them at the World Cup. How has he done that? Because when he started, a lot of people had reservations about him as an outsider coming in, but he's, he's done tremendously well. And he's also you know, a very powerful figure now within, the, within Belgian football, isn't he? Yeah, he came, he came as, a, as, a, as a federal coach. He came as, 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 as the team leader of, of, the, of, the, of the A-team. He immediately um, talked a lot about uh, football at the base and, and, and started implicating himself. He went, he, he, he traveled between, between, uh, between England and then he settled himself with his wife. He settled himself near Brussels. 
he uh, invested a lot of, of his time in, in, in looking at games, looking at the national, at, at other sides, at the youth, on youth level and so on. And then when the uh, technical director after the World Cup in Russia went uh, for a similar job in China, he took his responsibility. So now he's actually from, he's been for the last three years, he's been running the technical, the whole technical department. I, I don't know for sure because he's preparing somebody now to take over that role. Um, because next, from, from this moment on, he'll be focusing a lot on, on his team and on his squad and, and on and, um, Euros coming up. Then after straight, almost a year and a half after that, the World Cup coming in again, or a year after that, the World Cup coming up. So um, he'll be focusing more than on the, on the A-team. But he's, he's been a very powerful figure. We all think, describe himself as Mr. Positivo, uh, because he always talks uh, nice things about our level of football, uh, about our national competition, about the, the talents. And uh, I think there were, there were doubts um, when, he, <clears throat> when he came to Belgium because his last um, period with Everton was a bit um, sloppy, let's say, or, or not getting the results in. And, and we thought, well, okay, an, an English guy, English Spaniard, Spaniard guy coming in and what's, what's he going to do with our national team because we tend to... Um, spends more focus more on Belgian coaches should should run the Belgian national team and so on. But I think in he lost his first game. That was his only um, his only defeat. He lost his first game, and then we thought, okay, yeah. And and he's, he was always talking about uh, in, installing uh, um, <clears throat> the spirit of results, and and, and we thought, well, we, we had results with Mark Wilmots. Um, what what are you talking about? Especially that in the French part, uh, because Wilmos was very popular with the French-speaking part of Belgium. And but then and again, he um, he managed to convince us on the field that he had a plan for Belgium, and and he delivered. I mean, I mean he delivered in the World Cup, he delivered in the Nations League, he delivered uh, on every on every level since then. So we were scoring more goals. We were scoring. We were um, yeah. We, we played brilliantly. One problem he has though is is a, an injury in midfield. To Witzel, yeah, um, and you, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned Fellaini. Is 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 the, the injury to Witzel a big problem? And because Hazard, Hazard as well, is not playing, has not been playing for Real Madrid because of injuries. Yeah, we yeah. have Dries Martens out as well, so yeah, and but, that's uh, not not going good. Uh, so is that a real worry then that the injuries? Yeah, no, players no. in the Premier League playing lengthy season, a long season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Witzel. I think okay. He he's always confident, and and we see we see Hazard's gradually coming back with Real Madrid. He's, Martinez also is always confident that um, that Aiden Hazard will be at his at his very best uh, next summer. I think the fact that um, last summer the the Euros didn't go through helped Hazard a little bit because there were more doubts in in, in Martinez's mind. Uh, whether Hazard would be completely fit uh, in the Euros 2020, then, then there is a doubt in his head that he'll be fit in, in 2021. So we'll see. We have to see about that. But that's going good. Mertens probably has a he has nasty ankle ankle injury. It's not going very well now. He's coming back to Belgium. I read the other day um, to get treated better or differently. I mean, they all put their efforts in in, in one guy's. Uh, who's very renowned and, and in one guy's hands and he does a very good job in Antwerp, even Maschhoff. 
the, the the run against time will be for for Witzel because Witzel is a very is a, is a key is a key player in the um, in the the, the squads uh, of of Belgium. Um, he's he's the holding midfielder. He's uh, he's the pivot just before the defense, who is who is always thinking about the results of or the importance of the team more than, than his own performance. And, and he does that very well. He, he gets that holding position very well. Yeah. So Witzel, Witzel is a very important guy. And I think Fellaini can cope with the same position, but Fellaini as, uh, as Tielemans or De Bruyne is more of the attacking, is more of the running back. Uh, Martinez used him as a, as a uh, you call it, I think, a pinch hitter or a pitch hitter. Um, somebody who can come into from the bench because Fellaini was seldom really in his in his in his, uh, in his starting lineup. Um, but he entered the game when games were difficult or when he had to force something in the air, and and and, and that's more a role for Fellaini. And I think he sees him when Fellaini, if Fellaini comes back in on his decision because he never really said no to the Belgian team. He just wanted a little time off, and he gets his level back. Um, he might be using the same role, but he's not in the role of Witzel. For the role of Witzel, I mean, you have Tielemans who did who did that very well, um, but you have maybe Leander de Donkers who can who can play in that position too. Sure. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the tactical options Martinez mm-hmm. has. Um, yeah. First, let's just take a quick break. Right back talking uh, with Peter about Belgium. Peter, three four three is the mm-hmm. formation under Martinez. It doesn't seem yeah. to change. There doesn't no. seem to be a plan B because he doesn't seem to need a plan B. There's, the players seem to be able to adapt to that formation and he can tweak it a little bit here and there. But it's always always 3-4-3 three, three under Martinez. Is that, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, uh, yeah, you can, you, can, you can argue with that, that, that there's no plan B. But if your plan A is working and, and you can adjust... Um, with 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 change you can you can I mean he play he plays the three four three with two guys in the pockets close to Lukaku with Mertens and um, and and Hazard and and Hazard is very important for that because you can play the ball up to Hazard and and then um, he'll 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 do something with the ball and Mertens is a different type he'll make he makes you some dribble with um, with his face towards the goal um, the problem when Hazard is not there that. Uh, it all depends on Lukaku, and Lukaku, it's either uh, your best off, obviously, your best off with, with Hazard and Lukaku. But if Hazard is not there, then Lukaku's role is very important in motivating the team, in holding the ball up, in getting the others to come close by. And so it's, if we play, if there's no Hazard and no Lukaku, then we're in trouble. Because then there's nobody can hold the ball up. I mean, you can't do that with Mertens. You can't do that with Carrasco in the position of Eden Hazard. Or you can't do that with Bacuayi in the position of, uh, of uh, Romelu Lukaku. And then we have a real problem. Then it has, then, then the, the, the level goes down. And then it's only about counterattacking, using the space and, and putting all your eggs in the basket of Bacuayi, who can be lethal. I mean, it's crazy for you English, uh, guys who follow English football. That you don't see a lot of Bacuai, um, mm. we don't understand yeah. it because for the for the national Belgian squad, he's, he's lethal in the box. Yeah, I, yeah. For one reason or the other, he can't perform on club level. No. In, in midfield, you we mentioned you mentioned um, Witzel, possibly Fellaini in that in that holding role. 
Yeah, so, I wouldn't count too much on Fellaini no, no. in so, the starting so, lineup. So yeah. maybe Tielemans or Dendonka. Yeah. But yeah. De Bruyne has to come in as well in that midfield, that central midfield. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. really only two two places, one for the holding midfielder and one for De Bruyne. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. That, that's how they would so, play. So there was there was a dis or there was going to be the discussion um, looking at Tielemans' uh, progress in the last uh, let's say one year, one year and a half since he, since he's playing with Leicester City and since he is in a more dominant role with Leicester City. There there would be the discussion of if if you you have only three, two options in central midfield because you have to play two guys on the white on, on, on the flanks. If there's only two players uh, at that position, uh, you have to choose between Witzel, Tielemans and De Bruyne. You'll never get out De Bruyne. Um, Witzel was always going to be a starter. So wh where would be the role of, of, of Tielemans then? And yeah, okay, the injury of Witzel now um, casts a doubt about... Um, his, his presence of uh, being at the, at, at the Euros, and there'll probably be a chance for Tielemans, but he's different, as I say, he's different, different type of Tielemans. So it, it'll be a Tielemans more in a holding role, a holding position, or the Brunner in a holding position. And, and would, you, would you limit the Brunner only to this holding position, or will you play with two box-to-box -box players and, and, and one holding and, and, and the other one going, that, that'll be a tactical difference yeah. that 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 martinez had to sort out now for the coming the coming weeks for the sure. coming the coming friendly games yeah and that qualifies and it's not friendly games it's qualifies. <laughs> that <laughs> those that that holding midfielder also has to protect the defense yeah which yeah. is a worry because the defense is is getting yeah. older vertongan is now at benfica yeah. marlon is now playing in japan yeah Alderweireld isn't always playing at, at tottenham yeah. Yeah, so is, is that he's a always a start. He's always in the starting lineup of, of Martinez. Although yeah. he was the most, the yeah. guy who was most capped uh, during uh, in this period from uh, from from the, the World Cup until now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the big worry we have. Eh? It is, is is our is our like say is our uh, is our defense um, mobile enough to turn quick enough? Is our defense protected well enough? To, to to prevent runs from midfield like we we see now in in in, in nowadays football eh? so in, on club level then and and, and in attack Lukaku's mm -hmm. having a fantastic season yeah in in Italy a real a real leader as well um, yep. but Benteke and Bashwari Bashwari aren't really playing at, at Crystal Palace no um so is Origi the the second choice striker we put all our eggs in the basket of Lukaku, and Michi has been has been a, 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 a fantastic one. When he didn't play Lukaku, he played Michi Bacuai. Benteke was uh, he tried Origi, but Origi did very bad. Benteke is the, the, the third option, um, but he wasn't he wasn't at the World Cup, so that's a bit um, um, it's a bit difficult for him. You can only select a, a limited squad, so at, at it might be again that he'll only take two strikers, and then it'll be Lukaku and, and Bacuai. It all depends on 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 their form, on any possible uh, injuries. Or uh, I mean, if Lukaku is, uh, I mean, he has to he has to play a lot in Italy, has a, a lot of games uh, coming up. If there is any doubt about his physical fitness, then he'll um, maybe he'll take three strikers. But if Lukaku is fully fit and Bacuai is fully fit. 
you probably take only two strikes like you did in Russia. And and the wing backs in in, in mm-hmm. Martinez's formation, the wide players are, are yeah. crucial positions, and Belgium mm-hmm. seems to ha- seem to have a lot of options in those positions. That well, you're pretty confident there. Yeah, the the, the two options. The really standout now for the right side is Meunier and Castagne. They're a bit on, on, on more or less on the same level. In the beginning, um, two years ago in the World Cup, it was definitely Meunier. Um, now Castagne, is um, developed very well in Italy. He's developed very well with Leicester City. I think Castagne is a really uh, is a threat to uh, to Meunier, <coughs> to Meunier. But I mean. That will be uh, who decides because Meunier was very important in Russia. He, the game he he was he missed um, was the was the semi final, and then Chadley had to, to to move from one side to the other side, and then completely the game of Belgium. I mean, the attacking game of Belgium disappeared a little bit. So that was that was also the problem. Not only the the, the goal of Umtiti, but also the uh, the fact that we lost we lost our football with Meunier. Um, now Castagne can can be the, the Backup. On the other side, on the left side, you have um, Torgan Azar and Yannick Carrasco. Carrasco is doing very well uh, with Atletico Madrid. We were very pleased, and Martinez were very pleased that he came back uh, from China and that he got competitive, competitive uh, club football again. So he did very well. Um, he's not tried him a few times in the role of Eden Azar. He loses a bit of his potential if he's higher up in the field, although. Carrasco prefers to be higher up in the field because he has to run uh, less than uh, at that time. But um, and then we have Torgan Azar who's doing very well. At, recently he was injured as well. He's doing very well normally with uh, with together with Aiden on, on the left side. But he'll be back up. Normally it's it's Carrasco first and then Torgan Azar. And and are there any players that you think should come into the team or we might expect a surprise? In, in the in the World Cup qualifiers or in, no, in, in the front is it is it pretty settled? The squad is pretty established. I think he'll stick for the moment. He'll stick to um, the group who has delivered for him. There might be a Castagne is a new name. Uh, Jason Denier with Lyon is a new name. Um, he'll be competing with the Donker for 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 a role in central defense or maybe central midfield. Probably central defense. So that's a new name coming up. Um, I think the rest are more or less um, will be more or less the same guys that that also went to the World Cup and 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 that went to the Nations and that played the whole Nations League. There's a few young talents coming through um, in the youth ranks. There was Zinho van Heusden uh, from Standard as a central defender was a very very big option. Um, to, to be going to the Euros. Uh, he's young, he's a captain of the wing, but he's got a, a, a cruciate ligament injury on his knee. That will be a big question mark will, if he will be fit for the, for, for, for the Euros and if he'll, be, if, he'll, if he'll get, probably he'll be fit, but if his match fitness level would pull him up um, to, 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 to compete against Boyata, to, to compete against the Lion, that's, that's uncertain. He tried a few other guys as well from Bordeaux, from from, but that wasn't too successful. Um, there's some young, brilliant talent in in Bruges, Charlotte de Ketelara, but I think um, for a Euro, de Ketelara, it's too early. Probably he'll be in the squad for the next uh, World Cup, but it's, I don't I don't think he'll make it for the Euros. So I think more or less he'll stick to the to the, to the group we all know. 
Okay. I'd, I'd like to just talk finally about Belgian football a bit more generally, but first let's mm -hmm. take a, a quick break. Okay. Right. Back talking with Peter about Belgium. Peter, more, more generally, is this generation of Belgian players, and you've seen quite a few national teams down the years, is this the best generation that you've seen? And is, is there an explanation for why it's such a strong generation? No, no, it's by far the strongest team that I've ever seen. I mean, they're, 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 they're technically very able. I mean, you, you only have to watch their trainings because when you're high up in the stands, you don't see the, exactly the technical level. But when you go to see them, to watch them on, on, on the training with the national side, and you're, you're very close to them, and you, and you see they're playing uh, four against four or eight against eight, and you see the speed and, and, and the physical ability and the technical level they all I mean, that's impressive. I've never seen that before in my life. Um, the results are there. I mean, ne no way, never in the history of Belgian football. Um, okay, we, we went to the Euros, uh, to the finals uh, in 1980, but that's, that's a long way ago. And there was only eight teams coming up. And there was, um, there was a talented squad as well. There was a talented squad in, uh, in, in other World Cups. But, I mean, this is by far the best generation we ever had. Why? Um, I think it's due to um, the education of uh, Ajax and Lille and, uh, and, and other teams, uh, also the Belgian, the Belgian uh, top, top clubs. I mean, there's a, this, is, this is a group of friends who go together now for, I think, um, they played, a lot of the squad played the uh, Olympics in 2008. So the, this, this is a bunch of friends who, who've been living together uh, regularly uh, since 15 years. So, I mean, they know, they all know each other. Okay, there are new guys coming in. And so but the, the majority are, are together for a long time. There's, there's no otherwise, in other, in other generations, there was discussions about French speaking and Dutch speaking, not going together. Um, I mean, this, this side has everything, this side has, Unites Africa with Belgium. Uh, unites Dutch and, and and French. They unite uh, young and old. And they, I mean, this is this is coming through together with with a coach, and um, an international coach who's been experienced at the international level and who introduced uh, an approach um, completely completely different from the approach that we've seen in in the past. I mean, he's he's. He's introduced stats, he's introduced uh, video, he's introduced uh, a lot of things that um, all these players are used to in their clubs, but they weren't used to in the national squad. And now all this comes to Yeah, um, you, mentioned, you mentioned language there, which is interesting because mm -hmm. um, yeah. language is an important issue in, in Belgium. Your, no, your, your own magazine has two, yeah, it's obviously yeah. published in yeah. French and in, in yeah. Dutch Flemish. Um, yeah. Is it is it important that that Martinez is a foreigner? Uh, he's outside of that that uh, the tension between the two different speakers. I think I think um, I think language was always more an issue of the outside world than of the national squad. But you have to say that um, preferences of uh, on, on on either side of the uh, of the language barrier, let's call it in Belgium. That, that sometimes that pressure resulted in, 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 in managers, international managers, Belgian managers, picking players and, 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 and or, or, or not picking players and, and, and provoking, provoking. I mean, when, when there was a French, I mean, I remember in 
in 98, there was a Flemish-speaking coach, and he, he got into an argument with Enzo Schifo, and the French-speaking part uh, took the side of Enzo Schifo, and the Flemish-speaking part took the side of the trainer, and, and, and we had a whole discussion with us, which wasn't necessary. Um, and it's been like that for, for, for a few times, and afterwards in Euro 2000, there was a French-speaking coach, and he fell off, fell out, and, and in the World Cup as well in 2002, and he fell out with, with the Flemish-speaking part. I mean, Mark Wilmots was heavily criticized more on, on the, Flem the Flemish-speaking part, uh, Flemish media reporting on his results than on, in, on the other side of the language barrier. So I think there's no way Martinez is involved in that. Yeah. He's above it. He's, he's a Spaniard. He's English. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's totally above it. But I think for these players as well, I mean, they, Lukaku, is, is, is they, he speaks the two languages. The Brown speak. I mean, they're all... They're all they're all so internationally used to they play at the highest level. I mean, we never had until ten years ago. We never had players in the European top. We never had players in Barcelona or with, with, with Real Madrid or Manchester City or Liverpool. And, and, and now we have the whole squad. Okay, mm. they're going back now, but the, the whole squad at a certain moment was there. Recently, um, Jeremy Doku, the young mm. winger. He left Anderlecht mm. to mm. move to France to Rennes. He was only eighteen, a teenager. Yeah. Is it a worry yeah. for Belgian football that the, the talented youngsters go to the bigger leagues or the other nearby leagues at a younger age? Um, is, is that a worry but, that the talents don't stay in Belgium for very long? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a worry. I mean, if they if they take the right steps. I mean, the Bruyne was also very young when he when he went to Chelsea, and then he got. He, it was too early. Lukaku, I mean, I've seen pictures of Lukaku, De Bruyne, and, uh, and I think it was Courtois together moving to Chelsea. And, and neither of them, or I mean, Courtois, yes, but I mean, they all had to make their other, they, 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 had, they had to make their own way and, and they followed their own path. And then once you go back, if, if you don't aim too high, it's, I don't think it's a problem. Lukaku did wise not to go directly into, into a big squad. He went to Rennes, which isn't the top team. It's not PSG or Marseille or it's 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 another team. Um, you also have to remind that from all those guys who made the uh, the Belgian squads internationally famous for the Brenne, okay, Courtois, okay, but Eden Hazard never played in Belgium. Kevin Miralas never played in Belgium. Fellaini Witzel did. Um, Dries Martens he was rejected in Belgium by the top teams. And he had to make his move through, through Holland and, and, and to get into Italy. Um, if you call Jan Vertonghen, he, he hardly played in the Belgian division. Uh, Dembele, he hardly played in Belgium. From Malen, we didn't see in Belgium. Alderweireld never played in Belgium. We, 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 we have talents. And as long as they come back from the national team, wherever they have their education, then, I mean, that's, that's, that's also the strong side of, of, of this Belgian squad. They weren't all educated in Anderlecht or or Bruges or Standard, and that that they didn't go through the through the ranks of of, of Belgian football, and then once they were 24 or 25, went out to to conquer the world. Yeah, yeah. Just so fine. Just finally, Peter, what's your what's your prediction for the summer for the tournament? What would what would be a, a, a the expectation in Belgium about the Euros? I think I think we'll get. Um, We'll get in uh, a tournament which will be as unusual as the competitions now in all the top leagues. I mean, normally you should, 
I think Bayern is a bit the exception, but normally, more or less for this moment, in every top league, there are strange results. There's no top team who can, who can part, maybe from Manchester City for the moment, there's no top team really getting all the results as they used to be. And I think we have a, a, same, a same strange Euro championship because at this time we speak now, there's no certainty um, whether this tournament, okay, it'll go, it'll go through, but whether this tournament will be with uh, the audience or without the audience, if there, if there's supporters in the stand, I mean, who can say after a long season with a lot of games, who'll be fit? Uh, I think, I think luck will be needed. In the end, probably it'll be again France, Italy. Uh, I, said, I think Italy will be very strong. Spain, maybe um, Belgium, certainly um, England for sure because of, of, of the home but will be there will there be a home advantage i don't know at this time if you if you if you play your games in an empty wembley uh or if you play your game your home game like england uh, in, in, in 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 a fully packed wembley with eighty thousand people i can hardly imagine there'll be eighty thousand people now in the stand but no. nobody's nobody's it. so it'll be very strange well i do hope still we still hope that there might be maybe supporters in the stands it will make uh, i think it'll make a big difference um, yeah, it and it will be different but peter thank you so much for your time and, and and your interesting very interesting opinions about belgium and belgian football okay um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and I, I wish you all the best for the summer thank you Brilliant. thanks for listening to this podcast if you liked it and you want to find out more there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's european championship You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.